Welcome back, boys. You're listening to the Fantasy Pack Podcast. Podcast, May 9th, 2022. Jake, we got a guest today. Would we, like to give, would we like to give him a welcome? I agree. You want to introduce him? Let's, let's get this guy on the show. This is past 2021 dynasty winner in our home league. Give it up for Keaton Antonio Edwards. Yeah! Yeah! Let's get it, boys. <laughs> What's going on, Keaton? How we doing? We're doing good. May 9th. Uh, feeling a little happy that the weather's getting a little better. My oh, it's your birthday tomorrow. Yes, my birthday is tomorrow. Turn 20. But he's in his bag. I am in my bag. Oh, I completely forgot. We literally talked about that before the show. Uh, Jake, what's up, bro? Uh, I mean, just more than the Bucks lost, but uh, ready to deep dive into some fancy football here. Definitely. Let's get right into it, huh? Uh, Debo Samuel refiles the Niners on Instagram. Marty, uh, you are the dynasty owner of Debo in our league, so I'll hand it over to you, and I'll just let you break down the situation. Yeah, so Debo obviously was in the news for requesting a trade, and he does refile the 49ers, but honestly, it's all it's all a hoax. He There's just no way he would want to leave the 49ers. He's so valuable to them. And he gets so much of his his clout. His he's just so good because of them. So it wouldn't really make sense. It almost reminds me of like an Aaron Rodgers, you know, saying how he's gonna leave, and then he just ends up signing, and now he signs a big contract, right? It's just yeah, kind of seems similar to that. Jake, what yeah. you feeling about it? I mean, the reason I, I mean, there's some drama about him wanting to be like the team's number one receiver. I think that's contract related. You see a lot of the receivers getting paid. Teams are reluctant to pay start running backs, and I mean, he wants to be the number. Oh, he wants to be paid like a number one receiver, so that's what he wants to be listed as. But I think he knows deep down that he's the most valuable piece that the Fortnite's offense has because Definitely. he's both a running back and a receiver. And I mean, stats wise, like he'll get paid value wise for what he does on the field. And I mean, really, does anybody bring more value to an offense than a guy like Debo does to the 49ers? I would probably say no. Um, not not quarterback-wise, just skill position-wise. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a, a huge bag when his contract is is due. Um, just going back to I mean, he did follow him back on Instagram. After Kyler Murray followed back the Cardinals on Instagram, everything's been pretty status quo since then. So I guess now, I guess following your team back on Instagram is, you know, you know, A.J. Brown didn't follow him back. You know, he's on, he's on the Eagles now. <laughs> Kyler follows Cardinals back. You know, they're Cliff, him and Cliff Kingsbury dapping each other up and trading for Hollywood. So, I guess uh, Debo and Shanahan might, might – I don't know what they do for fun out in uh, out in San Fran, but they probably had a good time once they follow each other back. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of what I got on Debo. Yeah, Keaton kind of brought up a good point before we started recording. And he was just kind of talking about how – Debo's really, really injury prone. You wanna you wanna talk about that a little bit? I don't remember exactly what you said, but it's just he's so injury prone that honestly, I feel like he created all this drama so he can get the bag. Like this is his first year, as Marty was talking about, since high school that he hasn't had an injury and that he's been able to play through his entire year. So it just kind of seems like he's creating this drama. He's gonna stay with the Niners, he's gonna get the bag. And in all honesty, he might get injured next year. Um, as the dynasty owner of Debo, though, do you feel like this is a possible? Just like, would you would you trade him right now, or are you riding it out? Yeah, um, I guys, um, we saw the flash of how good he really can be. Um, you can't trade him easily. Uh, he was just a breakout guy, guy that probably won me the league. To be honest. And for me to trade him right now would be a bold statement just because he does – he is so young, he still does have potential to be something. And we just saw a piece of that. So Definitely. I mean, we always talk about the shelf life of wide receivers and the shelf life of running backs, how they're about five to seven-year difference. So where, where's Debo's shelf life, the running back wide receiver? It's just it's kind of crazy. Yeah, the yeah, one thing he does check, though, is the number one box that we like to have checked is he's in a great fantasy offense. And, Very true. Um, a Shanahan 49ers-led offense. 49ers are going to be good probably long-term, I'm going to say. 
Uh, a lot of rumors about Trey Lance, but it looks like Jimmy G might be the man this year. And I'm all right with that. I mean, you've seen what Debo does with uh, Jimmy G and how he leads the offense. I mean, it's probably better fantasy-wise unless you own Trey Lance if Jimmy G's the um, running the QB at that on that offense. So, I mean, all signs are pointing for a go this year for everyone in that offense. Definitely. All right, on to our next bit of news here. Uh, Ron Rivera like the Brian Robinson compared the new tandem to Jonathan Stewart and D'Angelo Williams. Oh goodness! So, I I'm going to talk about this first just because I haven't been dynasty. I don't really know what to think about Antonio Gibson right now. He's obviously his ADP is in the first round right now, but you won't see that in August. Kind of kind of bummed out about it, Jake. I saw that you posted on TFP the. If you're if you know an Antonio Gibson owner, give him a hug. I haven't yeah. I, haven't, I haven't received a hug from you yet, so still waiting. I work on a couple that. hundred miles away, so I thought by posting it, I'd be giving uh, you like an air hug. But uh, did you get any hugs uh, from any of your any of your league mates? Uh, that's nah, currently nah, yeah. Marty Marty just gave me a hug right I'll now. Right now. <laughs> a couple couple cold shoulders or what from them? Jeez, bro, it's tough sucks. crowd, <laughs> dude. It's it's so hard to 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 just fathom why why is Ron Rivera gonna say Christian McCaffrey esque? Yeah, and then not even a year ago, probably ten months ago, this guy's he says we're gonna use him like CMC. Ten months later, he's drafting a third or fourth round player grade out of Alabama to be his. I don't even know if it'd be Jonathan Stewart or D'Angelo Williams. They're both pretty like downhill like fierce runners and Definitely. I'll be honest like this is this is my thoughts on it I don't think that Antonio Gibson or Brian Robinson are as talented as Jonathan Stewart or D'Angelo Williams so really it's no if, if you a, watch some of these highlights take. from these guys these guys are fierce runners and Gibson runs with a different style and he's definitely better uh receiving back than Stewart was but Brian Robinson like that's kind of insulting honestly like if I'm Jonathan Stewart he's like I'm like my oh definitely is just, really comparing me to a fourth round running back, I'm like, yeah. I'd be like, man, like, what the hell? Like, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. It's just somewhat of a punch in the mouth if you're an Antonio Gibson owner. Marty, do you got any, you got any thoughts on this one? Yeah, so I saw this on the list, and I, I went back and I fact-checked a little bit. So I was looking at it, and actually, if you look at it, when Ron Rivera was the coach of the Panthers, he was there for nine years. And for the time he was there, there's only two years where the both John D'Angelo were uh, professional. In 2015, where they both had over 900 yards, and then also in 2011, where one had 800, one had 700. And that's four years apart. So, um, I I don't think that <clears throat> because it's Ron Rivera, it means anything to be honest. Um, and I also just think about Washington's luck with running backs. I mean, one's the last <laughs> time. We saw a good Washington right. I thought Robert Kelly was going to be it, and he was not it. That's for sure. Maybe and like so, Clinton Portis in like '06, maybe. Right. Is that kind of what we're feeling. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I just think that they're just so unsure, and they like Gibson, and you know, you always draft a running back to like just help it out. I mean, he could be something, just fill in a couple times. But I, I do think it's just going to be a committee, to be honest. So Yeah. That's a good point. I mean. Great fact check, though. That was great info. Yeah, I mean, we. I realized. That yeah, was I really good. Fun. We don't normally do stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, that um, was impressive. Uh, we got to have you on the show more. Okay. It's just, <laughs> it's just like, I was just looking at it from a standpoint of Gibson didn't have the best year last year. He was a, he was a top 12 RB, but he wasn't consistent by any means he's but that's certainly like pretty healthy he's pretty that's how he finished top 12 i'd say right he, he played enough games to qualify yeah right um but you coming up with that thought that like you know a lot of teams you kind of forget that every single team in the nfl has history and when you have a history of not being able to have that bell cow running back it kind of a little bit of fear yeah, so sure. it just that was a really good point i didn't really even think about that so Maybe Brian Robinson is just a safety net, but we'll have to see because Antonio Gibson didn't have the workload in Memphis, and he had the workload in Washington last year, but it wasn't anything like Christian McCaffrey, like Ron Rivera, 
hinted at. No. All right. Well, I, I think that we've exhausted that. Hopefully, we'll get more information I, I do have, can, can I ask a question quick about yeah, yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Do we – so I know I like, I like I love bringing up, you know, this is a good fantasy offense. That's what you want to look at. Yeah. Even if a guy is able to get a hold of this backfield, is the commander's offense going to be a good enough offense for us to, like, deem them a good fantasy offense? Like, what do you guys think? Carson um, Wentz, it's – Terry it's McLaurin, definitely... and like it's like after that, it's their line is decent. Like I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it definitely improved from last year. There's no ifs yeah, ands buts about that. Um, so that's an improvement. Um, if I'm not mistaken, did Commanders also receive another wide receiver? Yeah, they took a wide receiver. Right. So I think they they got some options. Um, no, that that wide receiver is probably not going to be anything special this year. But um, I think. It is to say that there will be improvement. I don't know how much it would improve. Um, what do you think, Nolan? I actually – we're just looking at it from last year. Um, I think that everybody can kind of agree that although nobody really likes Carson Wentz, Taylor, he's a he's an upgrade over Taylor Heineke fantasy-wise. Definitely. Uh, he's going to be able to get them more red zone looks. And Gibson was a RB1 last year. Although he was one of those players, I think he finished as RB11 and half PPR. He's one of those players that just kind of sneaks in, but we've seen Gibson have enough flashes of being really good that this doesn't have to be an insane offense for him to be fantasy proficient. I think that he can be an RB1 this year for sure. It's just going to have to be, will Rivera actually give him the workload, or is this always going to be a committee? And if it's always a committee, I think that last year was about as good as it's going to get. If not, we're gonna we're gonna see a lot out of Gibson. Obviously, a lot of people have liked him. He's very talented. We're just gonna see where it's gonna have to go. So, good thoughts. Yeah. All right. Well, on to the next one here. This isn't necessarily breaking <laughs> fantasy news, but Nick Chubb squats six hundred seventy-five pounds at his alma mater, Georgia. That's pretty impressive. You know, the thing that I thought when I watched that video was how like. The metal bar legit looked like rubber. It was yeah. just like going up and down. Like that's sick. I probably can squat like two eighty. And Nick, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> like that's not bad for like a college kid. And then there's Nick Chubb, just a grown ass man, pushing three of us, no problem. I mean, I don't know what this does for fantasy. You got any? You got any huge breakdowns on this? Yeah, if you look at his form, just how the way he was, he's going to explode. No, I'm, I really got nothing. I just thought it was cool. Um, I mean, we had kind of two big bits of news, and, you know, just thought I threw it in there for, threw it in there for some fun. But there's always, some, there's always someone in the offseason that has, whether it's Saquon Barkley or David Johnson a couple of years ago, that you just watch him uh, work out, and you're just amazed. And you got to remember, like, these guys are somehow human, too. Like, it's insane, so. Yeah, I was just gonna wonder. Like, I was just wondering, like, how much did Saquon squat that one time? Should we look it up? I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody, like, somebody, Saquon. somebody, bet that. I gotta, I gotta think of something to talk about while both of you guys are looking this up. So it's he, he did five eighty five his rookie year. That's then, so weak. <laughs> well, a couple of years ago he did four ninety five for seven reps. So okay, that's that's calculated the max. That's that's probably pretty close to. Uh, where uh, Nick Chubb is at would be my guess. Okay. Um, yeah, nothing else really to say about that. Jake, I see you've put in the doc that since Marty and I are together, you've prepared something for us. I do. I have a, uh, a trivia. <laughs> so uh, I'm kind of excited for this. I'm not going to lie. Uh, so how I'm going to do it is I'll read the question and then I'll copy and paste it in the doc. Um, you guys can kind of, if you think you have it right, say it first. And uh, if you're wrong, the other person will get a chance. So, so we're, we're sharing the same mic. So if you, what we're going to do is we're going to like, if you have the answer, just tap the table. So if you hear like thumping, just know that it's that. Okay. Sounds good. So I will read and then paste the first question without the answer. So, um, also, so, I just want everyone to let everyone know I am the underdog here. If, if no one loses, <laughs> why, why, wait, 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 why are you the underdog boss? You just have the knowledge. You should be sweating right now. All the pressure's on you. You 
are part of this podcast. You legit just put all the pressure on me. There it is. Okay. <laughs> so Strats, I, I got, got I got three questions. Um, all of them are going to be names of players. And mm-hmm. uh, interesting. I guess the betting line is Nolan minus one sixty, Keaton plus one fifty. That's not about fair. Sounds like sounds like you're giving. I mean, the juice is pretty good for me then. Apparently, yeah. if I'm if I'm so if I'm so ex- wait, what is it? If I'm so ready for this, yes. I'm ready. All right, so's Marty. Marty knows his stuff. Okay, let's get it. Let's get it. All right. AJ Brown was recently traded to the Eagles on draft night. Assuming he is healthy for the whole season, he'll be the first Eagles receiver to finish with a an 1,000 yard season since blank did it in 2014. Mm. I'm gonna take a guess at Deshaun Jackson. You are close. No idea of a guess. No, it wasn't. But I, I thought it was. So my guess was gonna be Brandon Marshall in 28. But ah, uh, got five seconds. I'm, I'll go. That. I'll just say Brandon Marshall. No. So I did look it up because I thought when I first was doing this, I thought it was gonna be Deshaun Jackson too. Yeah. Um. Deshaun I know Jackson there was somebody. Had, it was a Deshaun big guy. Jackson had uh, he had thirteen hundred yards in twenty thirteen, um, in twenty fourteen it was Jeremy Macklin. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that. Yeah. Jeremy Macklin, bro. Come on, dude. come on, <laughs> dude. He was a fantasy stud back then. Come on. All okay, right, this, let's. This one is a Packers related question, so hopefully we have some better luck. All right, the Packers drafted wide receiver Christian Watson in the second round of the twenty twenty two NFL draft. They haven't used a first-round pick on a wide receiver since blank in the year 2002. Bro, I don't know. I'm instantly going to say gonna, I don't know. I'm going to tell you to take a guess. No, no. Guess. And if you no, say, it's before the if time. You, if you say Jordy, you can no. leave. It was before the time. I don't know. Bro, I've heard his name so many times. You guys are really embarrassing me right now. Come up with these questions. Bro, these are hard. <laughs> All right. Well, it was Javon Walker. Yeah, I wouldn't have got that. Um, right. Oh, you guys are you guys are for sure getting this one. If you guys if, don't get this one, okay, yeah, I was gonna I'm gonna have to find like one. Aaron Rodgers. This is an easy one. This is an easy one. If you don't get this one, I have to find new people to do the podcast with. Okay, <laughs> okay. All right, it's a recent one. Uh, Georgia set a record with 15 players selected in 2022 NFL draft, including five defensive players in the first round. Name the fantasy stud that came out of Georgia in the second round of the 2020. NFL draft. Oh man. Twenty twenty? Twenty twenty, yeah. Oh my god, come on guys. Come on. Wait, what round? Second round. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want a hint? Yeah. He was a running back. Yeah. I was Nothing assuming. I was assuming. Do you want another hint? No, 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 no. Yeah. Just, okay. Just... Oh, shoot, bro. Who is it? You're going to have to give us a countdown because people are going to get annoyed. All right. I'll give you 10 seconds starting now. Five, four, three, two, <laughs> well, one. All right. The last hint is he's on one of your guys' dynasty teams. Oh, is, oh. is it Nick Chubb? No. It's not. DeAndre Swift. Yes, thank you. Oh, <laughs> I was like, it's not Nick Chubb. That was, I completely forgot that DeAndre Swift went to Georgia. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So next time, go with a lot easier questions when we have a guest. All right. No. And we just lost half of our viewers because yeah, yeah, they're like, these yeah. guys don't know shit. <laughs> All hey, right. Um, looks like uh, we've got a very, very special time coming up here for the next 10 minutes. We're going to have an interview with, with Keaton. Let's interview uh, with Keaton. let's yeah, interview with Keaton. This should become a monthly segment. Okay, uh, I'll just start it off, Marty. Uh, what are your what are your thoughts on the NFL draft? Um, just some initial thoughts. What, what was happening? Um, watching that draft, uh, first round. You know, it's when I tune in a lot, and I was really, really hopeful to watch here. And you see, like six or seven go before the Packers pick. I was just raging. I was raging at my roommates. I was raging to every, I was like, what you get a quarterback before you pick a wide receiver. 
Like, literally. Yeah, facts. <laughs> and then um, eventually the Packers came around, and I watched some highlights of these guys. didn't know them before, but I really do like them. Uh, Georgia Bulldogs players, you can't go wrong with the, like, with the Bulldog. Best defense in the – in the nation last year, so that's that's always a positive. Definitely. Um, just bouncing off the NFL draft again, is there is there one fantasy fit that you're like, yeah, really, really good fit? Yeah. Um, last week you guys were talking about uh, the man, the myth, the legend. Um, Davis Mills? Yes. Yes, of course. <laughs> yes. Oh! Would you like to? Would you like to be the third member of the Davis Mills fan club, or are you not really a Davis Mills fan? Uh get back to me. Ah, uh, he's not a fan. Uh, get out of here, bro. You can show yourself out. Okay, yeah, but I know where you're going with this one. I he's my number one guy. Yeah, Chris. No, Christian. Oh, Christian. Christian, I like Christian. I'm talking about Packers. Um. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Christian. Uh, I was watching his highlights after. Very speedy guy. Um, with MBS gone, it's gonna be a nice fit into the scheme. Um, I know we do have like a new coach. We have new coaching staff and whatnot, but that shouldn't change too much of what yeah, he's gonna definitely. be doing for us. So that's that's one guy that I like. Okay, Jake, I'll let you. I'll let you take the next one here. Yeah, so I guess kind of staying in the realm of like fantasy rookies, I guess, for and dynasty wise. Um, is there anyone that you're kind of like targeting, you know, in the first round of the draft where you're like, I mean, other than Christian Watson, I guess, where you're like, you know what, I could really see this guy fitting out of my team and being good three, four years down the road. Yeah. So immediately what comes to mind is my boy, Chris Olave. Um, we'll get back to him a little bit later in the podcast, but I, I really like him this year. I'm going for wide receivers. Um, I got Nick Chubb. I got DeAndre Swift, uh, we got Robinson, maybe we'll see what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, I got another guy on there I can't remember right now, but I need wide receivers. Um, my best wide receiver, like, well, Debo was a surprise last year, but True. Juju. Um, Juju's going to be sketchy this year, so I'm definitely looking to build, build up on my wide receivers, and there's a lot of them. So, Yeah, plenty of them for you this year. So, uh, bouncing off, you've always – like, when I think of your fantasy teams, I think of, like, creative names. Um, I dropped my vote in what I thought your best fantasy team name was. I see you went a different route. Um, <laughs> you can give I, your I agree. I agree with Marty. I think it's pretty okay. funny. Okay, I'll let you give yours, and then I'll give what I thought was your best one after that. Yeah. Most so, impressive thing was you won with both of these teams, correct? Uh, technically, actually, did I? Yeah, yeah. I did. Okay. Yeah. So mine this year was uh, Chubbs. For my homies, um, popping Chubbs for the homies had Nick Chubb and Patrick Mahomes. As you can tell, I always like to uh, include my players, top two players, top three ish players' names uh, in yeah. my team. So, Chubbs for my homies. I my thought boat. you were gonna go with uh, Cooking on the Hill. I remember that team was pretty dominant. Obviously, with Dalvin Cook, Tyreek Hill, that was a couple of years ago. Um, like and then the logo you had for it was like a sausage like roasting or something. I I just thought that that was really funny. Yeah, we were cooking on the hill that you that's for sure. You definitely were, that's for sure. Um, I this is like yeah. I'm not I'm not hating on the names. Not at all. But I always feel like if I like I've named I've named my teams after players and I just if I do that I can't ever trade them. Like so you're when you name your team you're fine with just straight up cuz you I mean you keep the name all year. You're fine with just keeping those boys all year? Um, I know myself, and as much as I like, I'm open to trades. The more I get into it, I'm really not. And no one can attest this. Bro! <laughs> Dude, the amount. Okay. So, as you guys can tell, we're, we're doing the podcast together. We're sharing the same mic. We go to college together. We, three, four times a week, we'll tr- I will try and talk about trades. Uh, him. And every time it's like, bruh, just please stop talking about it because it's never going to happen. I don't think – I think that we've maybe done one or two trades and we've been doing fantasy football ever since – or since we were kids. So Trades are hard, man. I get attached to those guys. And once you draft them right out the gun, you just got to believe in them. And there's yeah, – I mean, you have, you have trust for your homies. Like, it's okay. It's okay. Right. Exactly. And you got to trust in them. And then there's a point where – 
you know, you might not trust him anymore, but that's the time when you can't trade him anymore. So it's just kind of you draft him and you you live with it. That's how I roll. Stick with your guns. Fair enough. So who's the year? Year and who's the player? Who's the who's your favorite fantasy player you've been graced by God to have on your fantasy team? Yeah, so um it would have been you guys already maybe heard me say it, but Debo Samuels Dynasty last year. Uh, I I drafted Debo the year before or two years ago. Yeah, year before. Yeah, year before. Um, and I probably got him at a good spot. Yeah, you know, he was later rounds. wasn't a yeah wasn't super high on the board for sure in Dynasty. Yeah, that was the year he sh- he showed up, but he was injured for a lot of the year as well. So I just took him, and I was actually shopping him in the offseason. I was looking, like, I was talking to Nolan, like, yeah, maybe, like, should I get rid of him? He's very injury-prone, you know. And, again, I just don't really get trades done, and this one was for the best. Uh, cashed out with the really big was. money at the end, and Debo slammed everyone, and it was great. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's – He's a slam dunk pick. He, I would say the two biggest value, three, probably the three biggest values in the draft last year. Say Cooper Cup was number one, Debo, Mar Chase number three. You could get all those guys in the fifth round or later. And if you had those guys, you probably were seeing yourself in the chip. Probably. All right. Next one here. This is just something that we've noticed. Um, and it's true. We're we're from Wisconsin. We're 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 Badger fans, but you always seem to be a big fan of like drafting people from, and you're always like big fans of guys from Ohio State. Uh, so, what are your thoughts on Justin Fields? We know you're a big Justin Fields guy, Chris Olave, and since he was drafted in the first round, what's your thoughts on Garrett Wilson? Uh, I want to hear your guys' opinions on these too. So, firstly, okay. uh, Fields. I mean that guy. Is he's okay? I'll just start with saying he's a smart guy. He he knows how to play the game. It may not show all the time, but I mean, everyone remember when the news came out? He had like one of the highest IQ tests in the NFL, like QB or something like that. Mm-hmm. It just proves that he knows what he's doing. Um, you just need to give him a little more time. He's still young, and the Bears are very good. So I think with a new coaching staff, um, especially with uh. Luke Getze, is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, so Packers guy. So I think that'll just, like, open up the field a little bit more, that zone running, um, go to the outsides, because Justin Fields is a, a space creator. Uh, he needs space, and I think once he gets his space, he can be a little more crafty. And, you know, as his line hopefully gets better, his line's pretty bad, I think that they'll turn into – he'll turn into a, a great player. All right, all right. I mean – I I remember last year when we were watching the draft, I've always been on the side with you where I actually think that Justin Fields is the best quarterback from the draft. I think he's better than Trevor Lawrence. That's one of the things that we've always kind of agreed on is I actually really like Justin Fields too. Very smart player. People are going to be a little off on him. I mean, the Bears were bad, but you saw him be able to get the ball to his number one, Darnell Mooney. Um, I don't know why Allen Robinson was phased out of the offense, but uh, Justin Fields is a good passer. I think he's really going to be good for fantasy with his rushing upside. Um, I give him the thumbs up. What do you think, Jake? Um, I won't touch, but Keaton saying like he's a smart guy. If I remember correctly, I think he ended up like graduating high school a year early and reclassifying um, to be able to get into college and ultimately into the NFL. Did not know him. Um, Earlier, I'm pretty sure. Don't take my word on it, but I, I think so. Um, but with that being said, it just kind of reminds me. If it reminds me of like any situation in current, like in recent memory, it kind of reminds me of Josh Allen, where like they draft a guy who's not like the top dog in his class, but you know he's talented, and they got to put the pieces around him together. They got to find him the right coach, you know, get him some talent on the outside, build him a decent line, and ultimately build like a scheme around him. Look, Josh Allen was not great his first couple of years. He had accuracy issues. So does Justin Fields. He has a great deep ball. So does Justin Fields. What else can they do that's similar? They're great out of the pocket. Justin Fields might be better than Josh Allen outside of the pocket. Um, like you, I think it's a time thing. I think he's going to get it right eventually. But I just don't think it's this year, and I don't think it's going to be the next year. But I think 
there's a lot of potential that he has. And once they get the right system and pieces for him, I think it's going to be all guns blazing for him. Definitely. All right. Uh, uh, I kind of wanted to save this guy for last just because you love him so much, but we'll talk about him right now. Chris Olave. I mean, last week, if you guys were listening to the pod, I am in love with this guy. Great route runner. As Marty's going to probably talk about, he's super smooth. I don't know. I like him too. Great landing spot in New Orleans. Marty, what you think? Yeah, um, I've been hyping this guy up since Justin Fields was throwing to him back in uh, college. I love Chris Olave. Uh, like Nolan said, he is smooth. Uh, I thought it was hilarious. I was watching his highlights, and I was, like, watching how open he was on every single ball. I mean, the guy, there was no one near him just because he's perfect with his footwork and he just knows how to get out. I think he's going to be the next Michael Thomas there. Um, I think wow. he I think he, he, he runs the routes, Michael Thomas. He gets to open spots, Michael Thomas, and – just as a bonus, I, I mean, I guess I'm not comparing with Michael Thompson, but he goes and grabs balls, and that's like a perfect <laughs> pause. <laughs> balls. I'm gonna clip that. Um, no, but for real though, he 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 grabs balls, and so okay, guys. <laughs> no, but he, I think he's just gonna be excellent. I think he's gonna be the next Michael Thomas. Yeah, I mean, very well put, ball grabber. Um, Jake, what you what you got to say on him? Actually, my player comp on him is a other um, receiver that was drafted by the Saints. I kind of think he's more of a Brandon Cooks guy, where he's definitely going to be able to get open. I Fair, think fast after the catch. But uh, I think Michael Thomas. It's a although it's a good comp. I think my, like size wise, they just play a different style of ball. They do they do go up and grab the balls. You would say, but. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I see a lot of Brandon Cooks with him, especially the early years of Cooks when he was in Sean's Payton's offense. But uh, with that being said, Brandon Cooks was really fancy relevant when he was on the Saints. So, I mean, we all like Olave here. Um, we're all giving him good. We think he's going to be uh, good right out of the gate, too, especially in the Saints offense. I actually like that comp better. Uh, I was just thinking, like, because Michael Thompson's kind of – been iffy and fizzling like he's just gonna be like their new guy like i think yeah he's gonna be the guy but brand cooks is actually an excellent comparison i really like that i just want to shine light again on the fact that he has Jameis winston throwing him the ball and i said it last week and i'll probably say it whenever we bring up chris olave but let's not forget that mike evans and chris godwin were number one and number three in fantasy football on the exact same team two or three years ago with James Winston throwing him the ball. If Chris Olave is as talented as he looks, there's no reason why he can't be a top 28 wide receiver this year. That's why I'm taking him first in Dynasty. Um, well, we'll talk about that a little later. We're doing a little little draft episode. Um, but getting on to the next player, Garrett Wilson. I don't really have much to say on Garrett Wilson. <clears throat> Obviously, he's a freak. He's very good. Um, I don't really like Zach Wilson. We've talked about that. So I'll just pass this one. Hello? Hello? More than Crystal Live. I mean, that guy will go up and literally snatch that ball. Like, he won't just go up. He'll reach over Randy Mossy and take it to the end zone. And I think his his athleticism is going to be a crazy asset for the, the Jets. Um, Again, am I taking him? Early in there, I I don't know. He's a really good guy, but for the time that's going to take to get that offense or that team, I should say, um, developed and sound, I think it's going to take longer than it is worth having Garrett Wilson on my team. Zach Wilson, I don't know. Not a Zach Wilson fan. Um, not a Jets fan, uh, especially with their fiddling around with their players. Just not probably not going to take. Garrett Wilson. So I mean, you don't like you don't like Zach Wilson, but what do you think of Mike White? <laughs> he's obviously he's obviously the better quarterback. Though. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, I just want to. The wanna, joke is, I just no wanna, one actually I, thinks that. Keaton. No, I do think so. I think Mike White is a better quarterback than Zach Wilson. He he played better. What do you have? Like a four hundred some yard game? Yeah, he's a better. Yeah, quarterback. the next game he threw five picks, but that don't matter. I guess if you're Jameis, you're Jameis, right? 
Yeah, that's right. Um, I just want to bring it back to about a minute ago. We had like slight technical difficulties there for like five seconds. So if you didn't hear Keaton, just know. Yeah, hopefully that hopefully that um, cuts in. But we we I sound came back to me when he was talking about how he goes up and gets it like Randy Moss. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. All yeah. right. Uh, you got anything else you want to share about these guys, or are we good to move on? Um. I think they're all great guys. Definitely all have potential to be something great in the NFL. That's what I like to hear. Uh, Jake, uh, did you talk about Garrett Wilson or did I just kind of – I talked about him in, in long on the last video, and Marty said a lot of the points that I would bring up as well. Uh, number one being he's on the Jets, so it's kind of going to be tough to, you know, love a guy until he's in a good situation. But, you know, when people aren't in a good situation, you need to give them love. So maybe that's what we need to do with Garrett. <laughs> Definitely. I'm sure you guys picked up on it already, but I just kind of thought of this. Our nickname for Keaton is Marty. So I've been, oh. we've just kind of been ping ponging saying Keaton and Marty. So he's the same guy. Just wanted to, just wanted to bring that up. Okay. Dynasty rookie draft sleepers. We're all, we all picked one. Um, let's get right into it. I'm first. John Mechie going to the, to the Texans. Uh, he's already listed as the third man in, in Houston, listed as the slot receiver. But Houston did not look very committed to its second-round pick last year, and that was Nico Collins. I think John Mechie's super interesting in Dynasty. I don't know if he's necessarily somebody you're going to want and redraft right away. He's probably going to be somebody you can pick off, off pick up off the waiver wire after week one or week two if he does have that connection with Mr. Mills right away. But... John Mechie is definitely somebody that I'm going to keep my eye on. If I can take him in the in the late second round, any anytime after 14 or 15, I'm probably going to be pulling the trigger on him. Uh, and do you got do either one of you guys have anything to say about him? I talked about him a little last week. I said I like yep. the fit, like the upside. Um, you got the bad Davis Mills throwing in the throwing in the ball. So, oh my gosh, you know, never do that again. He is the goat. I mean, but but that's but that's for another day. So, all right, all right. <laughs> Keaton, who's, who's your guy? Yeah, so my guy is Tyquan Thornton. Um, he was the fastest wide receiver in the whole entire draft, and he was taken at pick fifty in the second round by the New England Patriots. Um, first and foremost, uh, speed kills. I I don't – there's obviously some, but to an extent I would say that if you have speed, there's somewhere you play. Um, even like Tavon Austin, you know, he was short and he didn't have like a great career or anything, but he was fast and you could do a lot of things with a fast guy. So I think that is key. Also, when I was looking at him, uh, he has a pretty he has pretty good uh, red zone target rate. So I was looking at also the Patriots are a top ten percent team of scoring in the red zone. So that combination of him having a lot of red zone touchdowns and then put him in that offense, I think that means only good things. And then also he also with that speed, I think he's going to be catching a lot of balls over the middle and taking it for some yards, get some yak. So I think he is a really good guy. I don't know with the position he's in, with Devontae Parker and Jacoby Meyer. I don't know if he's going to be playing a lot this year, but definitely in the future, I think they're going to sprinkle him in and get him in the offense. Yeah, that yeah, was, the, yeah you go, on. Jake. Now you go. Uh, I was just going to say the, the Patriots, they don't draft like surefire like wide receiver ones really good. But this is the type of guy that fit their offense. You, you see, saw them last year in free agency. They went out inside Nelson Aguilar. Um, as much as he gets knocked for his hands, he's a good player. And I, other than outside of like the hands, Tyron Thornton kind of fits that that bill of like a super fast like burner guy that's great after the catch and can definitely take the top off of the defense. Um, the thing that surprised me, I guess, was his red zone ability. Um, in college, I guess I didn't realize he was that effective in the red zone. But the Patriots desperately are, are in the need of pass catchers, and I'm surprised they took him, took a wide receiver as early as they did, but I think they got a good scheme fit in Thornton. I mean, yeah, you just talked about how they, they don't necessarily normally draft receivers in the first or second round. Uh, let's not forget about Nikhil Harry a couple of years ago. He hasn't really turned mm-hmm. out 
Um, I mean, obviously, Tyquan Thornton is not Nikhil Harry. Hopefully, he's better. But I think that the Patriots are really trying to find something here. I think that they know that they don't have the answer in their wide receiver core right now. If they can strike like this guy from second round. Honestly, I didn't know much about this guy before the draft. Still don't know much about him, so he's going to be somebody that I'm going to have to learn about here. But if he's fast, I mean, he's got to be faster than everybody else on the Patriots because none of them really have much speed. There's definitely a place that he could fit in. So I actually, I actually really like this sleeper because he's actually kind of a true sleeper. Not many people are talking about him, and you can probably get him in the second or even third round in your rookie drafts. Jake, what do you? Who's your, who's your man? Um, I actually picked a guy from the Texans also. I know last week, kind of, John Matthew was my guy, and we talked about him. Um, you talked about him, actually. I got Damien Pierce out of Florida going over to Houston, Texas. Uh, he's not too much of a sleeper. His current ADP is around 16 in rookie drafts. The reason I like him, though, there's a lot of potential. Um, I personally, we, we kind of like the Texans offense on the come up. We think they're a little underrated. We do. And No, no joke. The backfield in Houston is kind of like free for the taking. I know we were kind of on the Marlon Mack. You know, what if he doesn't turn out? A lot of Facts. the guys they had last year walked. Damian Pierce tore up um, a lot of the pre-draft workouts and a lot of the senior bowl-type workouts. Also, he was winning routes out of the backfield. He was uh, winning runs up the middle. He was patient waiting for holes. Um, he might not be the starter coming out this year, but, like, you know, if Marlon Mack doesn't work out and they don't draft a guy next year, it's going to be Damian Pierce versus whoever they choose, whatever veteran, whatever Mike Davis type they choose to bring in for him to fight. I think he's going to win that battle, and he could be the Texans' answer at running back for 2023 and 2024. Um, they don't the, – the kind of stereotype around late-round running backs is they don't last as long in the NFL. But yeah, um, if you can get two years where he's a starting running back on a solid offense, like that's going to return value if you're picking him at 16, I think so. That would be my sleeper. I don't want to throw you on the spot, but do you know what round Damian Pierce was taken in? Because I was listening to other fantasy podcasts, and there's a real drop-off in fantasy value once somebody hits the fourth round. I, I know he was a fourth rounder. I'll look it up right now, though. Okay. I mean, there's no knock on him. Obviously, the Texans are trying to cover other positions than the running back position because as we – we're excited about Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack just came off an Achilles tear. So this thing is practically wide open. If if he can tear it up like he like he tore up those those pre-draft workouts, we could easily see somebody who is definitely viable week to week in the years to come. He was the second pick of the fourth round. Okay. And I also just wanted to add, like, the Texans are also a new face. Um Definitely. That's new new running backs, uh, Davis coach. settling in, new coach. It's going to be something new, and it's going to be kind of exciting to see what they do, where they go with this guy. Marty, yeah. you're just going to have to know when when we're going to be able to put you into the fan club because we currently have two people in the Davis Mills fan club, and the meetings are getting a little boring because it's just Jake and I. So, <laughs> all right, um, on to – the main event here. This is actually pretty exciting. Jake, Jake and Keaton came up with this one. No, give it all to Jake. It was all Jake's idea. Straight up Jake's <laughs> idea. Okay. Um, I had nothing to do with this, but I think it's an awesome idea. We're going to do a four team draft. Keaton, myself, Jake, and the CPU. And we're all going to be drafting straight rookies. One quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, and a flex. We Google random number generated the order. Keaton's going first. The CPU's got the second pick. I'm going third, and Jake is rounding us off at the four spot. This is like, I don't know. This is interesting. I've never heard of somebody doing this. Yeah, I was so. just looking at like ways because obviously, if you do a rookie draft, I'm like, okay, they're only like three rounds. You know, how do you make them last? And it's like, well, let's cut down the teams and let's just build build the roster. I mean, it should be kind of interesting to see how we end up and. Yeah, there's not many quarterbacks, like good quarterbacks, I guess, in the draft. So you got to hope the CPU doesn't snake like two of them back to back or something. So, <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, well, uh, let's get into it. What do you say? Yeah, let's let's do this. So, uh, just let me know when you guys are in, and I'll hit the start button, and we're, Keaton's timer will start. We're in. All right, we will start the mock. All right, I'm Keaton. handing it over to Marty with the first pick. Yeah, give us an explanation on this. 
Yeah, so my first pick is going to be Brees Hall just because uh, he is on the Jets, um, but he is such a stunning running back, and running back depth this year is more limited. And I think that his with Michael Mike, Michael Carter being there, he did all right. I think they have some potential. I think that since he's so talented, I just got to take the risk on him and just look at the other. There's so many other wives she's I can choose. So I'm going to take Brees Hall. You bring up a good point, though. In a challenge like this, there is kind of a running back position scarcity where, you know, there's not that many elite ones. And uh, it's kind of smart of you to grab one because there is a lot of receivers. Yeah, even though there's a lot of receivers, I'm going to take my number one guy. Chris Olave is in, in my opinion, the best spot. We've talked about him so much already on these last two episodes, so I'll just give the pick over to Jake. So you're in a great spot. I love where you are. I mean, you get two, but someone's going to get back to you. There's a lot of players talented here. I'm going to go with my wide receiver one and my wide receiver two. My wide receiver one is Drake London. I think long-term he's the best answer Um, in this draft. I would probably take him at the 101 if I held that in Dynasty right now. I would probably try to move out. I don't like a lot of the picks this year. I do think he's the best player in the draft. And my number two long-term is Jameson Williams. I do think that once he gets it it figured out, I think Detroit, hoping they get um, Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud next year, I think it's going to be a good fit um, for him. And I do think Dan Campbell is going to get him the ball. and he's, He's a playmaker. He's a stud, so. You made my you made my decision uh, a lot easier. It was between Jameson Williams and Christian Watson. I think Christian Watson, as Keith <clears throat> alluded to, has the best opportunity other than, yes. in my opinion, Chris Olave. Yeah. So I feel really good about myself. If this was an actual league, I'd feel really good about myself out of the gate actually trying to win this thing because I feel as though I have the two best players in terms of where they landed. So and you're you you're one too. I would have to agree. Yes, sir. All right. The CPU takes Traylon Burks. Also, oh, just a quick recap: Brees Hall, Keaton goes, and then CPU. I don't think we said Kenneth Walker went to him. Chris Olave, Drake London, Jameson Williams. I just took Christian Watson. Traylon Burks just goes to the CPU, and Keaton's up. Yeah. So for me, uh, I just I'm gonna have to go with Garrett Wilson. I think. That's really the end of tier one. The outside, yeah, the outstanding yeah. talent there. So I my first there. pick is going to be Garrett Wilson. And then from here, um, you know, I don't, I don't know too much. I, I'm not too high on anyone, but I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna go with Sky Moore, top of the board. Um, Chiefs moved up to make sure that they could get this guy, and I think that. In the Chiefs' offense, he's just – he's got to be something, you know? Yeah, I – there's been a lot of hype around him. Um, I recently saw a TikTok where it was like there's been two other um, non-Power 5 receivers to declare for the draft after their junior year. Um, the Obviously, Sky Moore fits into them. He was the third. The other two were Devontae Adams and Deontay Johnson. So, it's pretty good company. They both went to good fantasy offenses. So, Sky Moore – you know, I'm not saying he's Devontae Adams, but, I mean, he's – He's in a group with some good fantasy wide receivers. So, in a perfect world, the CPU would not have just sniped James Cook for me. I really think that in the third round of our little draft here, starting off Chris Olave, Christian Watson, and being able to get somebody who Jake and I both kind of agreed last episode was in a really good spot in Buffalo since there's a lot of uncertainty there with Devin Singletary being on last year of his contract. Zach Moss is still going to be there in a couple of years, but we don't know how how into it he's going to be. Just There's because... a lot of questions around yeah, him. For yeah, sure. for, sure. for sure. So James Cook would have been my pick, but I'm really kind of fighting between – I don't – I feel that James Cook was the only running back I was going to take here. So uh... I know Jake's not going to take my guy, so I'm going to take John Mechie. Okay. Um, That kind of leaves me right – where I wanted to be at this point, I guess. Um, kind of the guys have fallen to me that I would like to take here. I'm going to go with uh, the new the new uh, drama boy in Pittsburgh. I'm going to go with Mr. Pickens. Uh, no way! That draft day picture got me fired up. Like, this guy's this guy a certified dog. 
And then oh, they I came said, out with the, Oh, never mind. Never mind. They, I'm okay. With <laughs> you know <laughs> what I you know what I'm thinking right now. <laughs> I thought you said somebody else. Uh, I don't know. Did I or no, no, you said you said George Pickens. Yeah, that picture though, that picture oh, is fire. Talking about Kenny Pickett. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, I won't be taking him here. But yeah, th- I mean, then they showed like the the highlights of him in college, like throwing a guy against the wall and throwing water in the opposing team's quarterback face. Like this guy's gonna fit right in. Like it's too bad Baker Mayfield's in playing else. This him and Baker would be throwing it twice a week. Uh, Pittsburgh and the Browns rivalry. Him and my or uh, Baker and Miles Garrett versus George Pickens. I'd be picking. Picking Pickens every day. Um, and then I'm going to go Damian Pierce, uh, the guy I just talked about out of Houston. He's going to be my top running back, I guess. Um, Long term, I like the fit. And there's also – reason I didn't go two RBs here is there's a running back I like later that I hope falls back to me. So, Okay. Okay. So, I thought you said Kenny Pickett, um, not George Pickens. So, my pick will be Kenny Pickett. I think he's the best quarterback out of the draft. No! Oh, never mind. Okay, okay, you shut it. Okay, Kenny Pickett is my player. Uh, Jahan Dotson goes right after him and keeps his up. That's a good value for Jahan Dotson. I'm not going to lie. It's a 403 here. Yeah, for sure. He was a first-round talent. Yeah, down here, uh, I'm not going to lie. I haven't done my research. Um, <laughs> all I know is I don't want Spiller. I do not. I Was was I talking to you about Spiller? Back when I was, I was watching his highlights like last year, I just hate how he runs. Nolan yeah. thought he was going to be the RB1 out of this class not too long ago. I think he Before runs so unstable, and it's so, like, freelance. It's not like – I should have took Kenneth Walker. I really like Kenneth Walker. I should have took him first. But, like, a Kenneth Walker who just is, like, solid, blows through there. I just really look like he's, like, drunk out there, like, just spinning. And I don't know. i just not a huge fan of him. He kind of runs like his brother, but he's, like like – four inches taller, so it, he looks, like, almost, like, more uncoordinated. Like, he hasn't, like, grown into his body yet. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, but, oh, man, these guys. I, I was watching some, like, bride highlights. Literally. I mean, he just looks like a, a, a tight end. I don't know. <laughs> um, he is. I don't know. I'm just – we're going to wing it. We're going to say um, New York. We'll go with Robinson. He They need some wide receivers there. Hopefully, he's the man. You're still oh, I'm still, I'm still up. Um, Denver, hey, I'll, I'll talk about Wondell Robinson while you make up your mind there. He's a nice piece. I, he came out of Kentucky, actually. Uh, the last uh, first couple round receiver come out of Kentucky is Randall Cobb. He turned out all right. But uh, uh, Wondell Robinson, he's a slot guy. He's quick. He's good after the catch. And he can also uh, – he's good at separating against linebackers. And in the slot, you have to do that a lot. So – I'm not saying he's going to win out the slot job. I believe that is Kadarius Tooney, but there was some drama around him. So maybe as a long-term hold, he would be nice. But I mean, it's it's Kadarius Tony. Sorry, I was, I was I was showing off my Wandel Robinson knowledge there. So fair enough, fair enough. And then with my second pick, uh, I'm just going to go on a limb here. I saw a notification. Everyone gets sleepers. Sleepers a great app about White. He just said he wants yep, to be the man, yep. and so. <laughs> I saw that, and I, I just took him. All right, so we're just going to go. Not Leonard Fournette at the RB1. Yeah, that's not happening. So starting in round four, Jake took Damian Pierce. I took Kenny Pickett. Jahan you need Dotson two running backs here. Yes, I do. Wandale Robinson and Rashad White go to Keaton. Trey McBride, the first tight end taken off the board. I don't think I'll be taking a tight end this draft since we don't need one. Uh, obviously, I'll be taking running backs here. And – I'm going to play a little bit of who does Jake really want. And I do need one running back. That is correct. I think that I'm going to take the guy who actually could see a lot of work, and that's Tyler Algier. Did I say that right? I believe so. Is that the guy you wanted? No. Oh, dang it. Okay, well, you got him. All right. So uh, the guy I actually wanted, not Brian Robinson, who's left. I think he'll get taken. It's Zamir White. Um, I think his path to playing time, Josh Jacobs, they, they'll have the fifth year on Josh, fifth year option on Josh Jacobs because he was a first round pick. Like he really hasn't been great. Uh, McDaniel's is going to want to run the ball in um, LA. And I like, I'm looking at like this path to playing time, like Washington's a clogged backfield. I don't want Austin Eckler's backup. 
and going down farther, I like Kyron Williams is nice, but the Rams, like that's a crowded backfield. Then we got a Patriots running back. So I think Las Vegas is the quickest path to playing time. So I'm going to be taking him. And then I need a quarterback. I wonder, um, I wonder who you're taking here, huh? Yeah. Um, I hope you like Desmond Ritter, Keaton, because I'm going to be going Malik Willis here. He's been my kind of my rider guy. I thought he was going to go top 15 in the draft. I think he has the potential to be Lamar Jackson, and that's about all I'm going off of. But uh, Ryan Tannehill won't be mentoring him how to hand the ball off to Derrick Henry. So, however that affects his fantasy stock, um, I guess draft accordingly. So, since this would be like our starting lineup day one, I do kind of want to take Isaiah Spiller. However, there's something about those San Francisco running backs. I'm going to take – oh, man, this is hard. Tyrion Davis-Price. You know what? Did I say that one right? He was actually a third-round pick, I believe. I think – I mean, Kyle Shanahan loves drafting guys and then either not playing them at all or making them the centerpiece of his offense. So I'm going to take the San Francisco guy, Tyrion Davis-Price, Team two snipes Marty Desmond Ritter. So you're gonna have the <laughs> Matt Corral, baby. Who's, who's your boy? Um, should we go with uh, last pick of the draft, Birdie? <laughs> no, irrelevant. Yeah. Uh what? Carolina or Washington? Uh, we'll go Corral. We'll go Corral. He's got the quickest path to playing time, I guess, as well. Yeah, um, I agree. I agree with that pick. Yeah, I agree with that pick as well. All right, so Keaton, I want you to go first. List off your team here. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know how I'm feeling with this team, but uh, at quarter, running back, we have Brees Hall and Rashad. Is it Rashad? Rashad. Rashad. I don't know why I said Rashad. Rashad White. <laughs> it spelled like Rashad. Yeah. <laughs> or Rashad. Um, yeah. Wider Sears, we got Garrett Wilson, Sky Moore, and Wandale Robinson. All right. So, CPU now. Not that anybody cares about CPU, but CPU got Desmond Ritter, Kenneth Walker, James Cook as their running backs. They took a tight end at Trey McBri- with Trey McBride, Arizona product. Uh, Traylon Burks and Jahan Dotson are his wide receivers. Or her wide receivers. We don't know the season. The CPU honestly did not draft too bad. No, I didn't do terrible. That flex. Like, yeah, that's just really running backs. The receivers are solid. I don't hate it. Down to the good team. Uh, quarterback. Uh, my running backs are Tyler Algier and Tyrion Davis Price. Those are a little dicey, but Chris Olave, Christian Watson, and John Mechie. I'd say that those are three pretty, pretty good wide receivers. Jake, what's your team looking like? Uh, I got the well, next uh, Lamar Jackson in the sixth round in Malik Willis. Two running backs. Um, they got quick paths to play in time, but they're not going to be starting day one in Damian Pierce and Zamir White. And I think my wide receiver room tops yours. I do like mine better. I got my wide receiver one and wide receiver two, Drake London, Jameson Williams, and my AFC boy, George Pickens in Pittsburgh. Ooh. All right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's solid. Uh, Keaton, who's, who's wide receiver room do you like better? It's tough. I like Chris Olave. I, I do think Drake London with time is going to be more of a stud though. Um, he's got like the most like wide receiver, like true alpha wide receiver one potential in draft. I'd say. Yeah. He's a, he's a dog. I mean, he, once, once, uh, Atlanta figures out a quarterback, they're going to be happy. They're going to have some dogs, uh, with, uh, Pitts. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then uh, I think Christian Watson, Jameson Williams, I think it's the same thing as well. I think they both are very, very good and they both have upside. I I, I honestly don't know whose wide receiver is better, but you guys obviously are biased towards your own, I'm guessing. Definitely. Definitely. That's I mean, why we check them. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I think that's the pod, huh? Uh, yeah, that about wraps up what we got for you guys today. Marty, is there any is there any closing remarks that you'd like to make here? Uh, I just want to say I had a fun time on here. Appreciate you guys having me on here. Um, all all was fun, and 
gonna win the dynasty league again once again. So. Okay. 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 okay, okay, okay. All right. Well, you're not coming back on. So <laughs> we enjoyed no, it. Honestly, I love though, the I love the research you put in. Might have been though. more than null in this episode. I don't know. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I mean, that was some that was some high tier analysis right there. Going back yeah. to the Jonathan Stewart, D'Angelo Williams talk. Uh, I like that. I, we're definitely gonna have to have you back on. Thanks for coming on the pod. Um, and to you guys, the listeners, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We love you. Thank you for sticking through it with us. We know it's May, but if you're anything like us, you're just waiting for that fantasy football content. Um, we hope you guys have a good rest of your day, and we'll talk to you guys later. Peace.